What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, almost Friday, but it is June 25th. Here's what you missed while you were dodging the news. All right, and an update to the Ahmad Arbery situation and case the three men accused of shooting Mr. Arbery were indicted yesterday by a grand jury. So that means there's enough evidence presented to continue on to a trial. The charge against Travis McMichael, his father Greg McMichael, and William Bryan were malice and felony murder. They also included, quote, aggravated assault false imprisonment and criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. If you recall, Arbery was jogging in February outside Brunswick, Georgia after trespassing in a home under construction when the McMichaels chased him, authorities say. Investigators also said they believe Brian, who made a video of the shooting, used his vehicle to try and confine and detain Arbery in the minutes leading to his death. Gregory McMichael's legal team said he was a victim of a rush to judgment and Travis McMichael's lawyer said he is not guilty. Brian's attorney said his client was only a witness, end quote. So good news on that front. And I guess we'll see what happens once we get the trial. But it's not looking too good for the McMichaels. Well, my beautiful people, once again, I'm learning along with you guys. I mean... I've been to Disney World probably 10, 12 times over my entire life. I mean, it was the summer vacation every year as a kid. I know, privileged. My dad was a big fan, and obviously, I didn't complain. And I've ridden Splash Mountain probably like 30 times. While as an adult, I feel like I might have heard of this before, but I never really placed the two together and thought about it. I don't think I truly understood that Splash Mountain was based on the 1946 Disney movie Song of the South. And if you're unaware of what that is, it's the now disavowed and pretty racist animated film from Disney that seemed to imply that life on the plantation eh, wasn't so bad. And it used some pretty standard stereotypes for the African-American characters. It's so bad, in fact, that, quote, Disney chairman and former CEO Bob Iger made it a point to note the film would never be available for purchase or made to stream on Disney+. So why am I bringing this up? Well, with everything going on in our society currently amid racial tensions and better understanding of racial feelings, Disney has decided to rebrand Splash Mountain in favor of The Princess and the Frog. Quote, the celebrated 2009 animated film featured an African-American female protagonist. In its Thursday announcement, Disney said it has been planning on retooling the ride since last year. Quote, the point of having an Imagineering division is to plan, test, and implement new rides, redesigns, and refreshes. Of course, they've been thinking about plussing the ride the last year. They're supposed to be thinking about such things and changes all the time. J.D. Connor, USC School of Cinematic Arts associate professor, whose courses include Disney After Walt, said of the timing of the development. And I would be surprised if they hadn't been thinking about a whole bunch of different versions of the retheming up to and including getting rid of the ride altogether. They generate options. So what matters is the decision to go ahead and that seems to have been made recently end quote kudos to disney on this move i mean i feel like they already did this in the disney sea park in japan where they used the splash mountain ride and made it a frozen ride but i like seeing princess tiana getting her own ride 
Kind of speaking of which, on the same note, have you heard the other Hollywood-ish news making the round having to do with corporations and in general, just kind of white people rethinking what they're outputting? Yeah, so there's this adult animated show on Netflix called Big Mouth. It's executive produced by Nick Kroll. It's pretty hilarious, I think. It's a bunch of animated teenagers going through puberty and lots of jokes anyways there's one of the main characters in the show that's biracial but was voiced by actress jenny slate decidedly not biracial and so they put out this statement this week quote after thoughtful discussion with us and our black collaborators jenny slate has decided and we wholeheartedly agree that missy on big mouth should be voiced by a black actor we sincerely apologize for and regret our original decision to cast a white actor to voice a biracial character we made a mistake took our privilege for granted and we're working hard to do better moving forward we are proud of the representation that missy has offered cerebral sensitive women of color and we plan plan to continue that representation and further grow missy's character as we recast a new black actor to play her end quote so okay where do you stand on this i don't know i mean it's voice acting so i don't know if i'm personally quite as offended by it but i do understand the take that with so few opportunities for black actors and voice actors of color already for those opportunities to then be gobbled up by a white actor doesn't really help anybody out even if they do play them great but again i don't know i want to ask the question off to you what are your thoughts on this should every animated character only be voiced by the correct race and gender of the animated character a huge reference here that's been thrown around all over twitter is the fact that nancy cartwright decidedly a woman plays the character of bart simpson decidedly a 10 to 12 year old boy so i don't know is there some leeway with some characters is this specific decision just kind of white guilt that caused her to make it or is this just all getting out of hand i don't know i'd really love to hear your feedback Do you Facebook? Seems like fewer people are doing so nowadays. A lot of people dropped out, especially after the 2016 election, as it started to get real divisive at that time. And then there's the fake news spreading, and then the ads, and the general Facebook spying thing. But one of the other downsides of news sharing on the face, as I like to call it, and a persistent contributor to misinformation on the platform is what I call late news. That is, when a news story is shared, and the headline looks like it might relate to this week's topics. Maybe a jobs unemployment report number or maybe a news source that claims to have information on a presidential affair i don't know where you'd find anything about that and if you're like 60 percent of the general facebook audience and you happen to like the story or it happens to back up your beliefs you just tap that share button and share it on off right never bothering to read it but if you did you might have noticed hmm, it was authored like seven years ago well no longer facebook announced today that it will now give users a notification warning if you try to share any content that's more than 90 days old quote they'll be given the choice to go back or to click through if they'd still like to share the story knowing that it isn't fresh facebook acknowledged that old stories shared out of their original context play a role in spreading misinformation the social media company said news publishers in particular have expressed concern 
learn about old stories being recirculated as though they're breaking news, end quote. And man, I've experienced this so many times as a reader of these articles, see the headline, tap the article, try to read it. And I realized this is old news. She's Louise. So now I can actually rightfully gasp out, finally. And here goes another finally. Not just because it's the last story, but at last, some honest recognition for NASA engineer Mary Winston Jackson. You're probably familiar with her story as it served as the inspiration for the book and film Hidden Figures. Quote, Mary W. Jackson was part of a group of very important women who helped NASA succeed in getting American astronauts into space, said NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine. Mary never accepted the status quo. She helped break barriers and open opportunities for African American and women in the field of engineering and technology, end quote. So NASA announced that they're renaming their headquarters in Washington, D.C. after Miss Mary W. Jackson, a mathematician and an aerospace engineer. Jackson led programs aimed at uplifting women within NASA. She retired from NASA in 1985 and passed away in 2005 at the age of 83. President Trump signed into law the Hidden Figures Congressional Gold Medal Act in November of 2019. Jackson, along with her esteemed African-American colleagues, Christine Darden, Katherine Johnson, and Dorothy Vaughn were awarded Congressional Gold Medals. Vaughn and Jackson, who passed away, were both awarded posthumously. Hidden no more, we will continue to recognize the contributions of women, African-Americans, and people of all backgrounds who have helped construct NASA's successful history to explore, Bridenstine said. The Mary W. Jackson NASA headquarters building will sit on hidden figures way end quote so congratulations to the jackson family and all future engineers of nasa that could look to this building with pride well my beautiful people those are my top five news stories of the day and uh yeah so it looks like vince carter has finally decided to retire Jeez, 22 seasons. I mean, I know you're half man, half amazing and all, but jeez, there's somebody else on the bench. <laughs> nah, but seriously, rookie of the year, 99, like one of the highest scoring NBA players of all time. Salute, salute to you, Vince. Oh, and as I'm publishing, Chelsea is up 1-0 on Man City at the half. Oh, we have to win this one or Liverpool will take the title update y'all on monday as always you put the work in this week so make it count this weekend remember to stay focused proud and dedicated in everything you do dodge the rest catch up with quest i got you with the news